thy favor. Early let us do thy will. Blessed Lord and only Savior, with thy love, our bosoms, our hearts fill. That is to be the prayer of God's people and the prayer for those youth among us too, that they would turn to the Lord early in their lives. Tonight I want to look uh, with you at the book of Wisdom, that book of Proverbs, particular Proverbs 31. The purpose of Proverbs is given right at the outset. The opening of the book of Proverbs states this, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for attaining wisdom and discipline, for understanding words of insight, for acquiring a disciplined and prudent life, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning. Let the discerning get guidance. That's the focus of the Word of God. That is our desire to gain wisdom and understanding. Proverbs tells us where that wisdom is found. It's found with the Lord. We must humble ourselves before Him. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, the writer says in Proverbs chapter 1. Fools despise knowledge. They despise instruction. Just as it is with the opening of the Psalms, so it is the book of Proverbs. There are two ways set before us. The way of wisdom, which is to follow after the Lord, and the way of folly, which is to turn from Him and to reap destruction. These two voices are personified as as uh, women in Proverbs, the feminine pronoun is used. Listen to that in Proverbs uh, 1 and then Proverbs 7. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the markets, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. The one who listens to her will dwell secure. And folly is also Heard from chapter 7, with much seductive speech, folly persuades, and with smooth talk she compels the foolish. The fool follows her like an ox going to the slaughter. Picture of destruction, a warning to those who would seek the true companion, the right companion. The warning is found in chapter 7, verse 26. Do not follow folly, for many are her victims. That's how Proverbs opens. Two women calling out for attention. The wise woman pointing to God and the foolish one pointing away from God. As we come to the end of Proverbs, there is one woman who remains. It is Lady Wisdom. These verses are a portrait of Lady Wisdom. I'd invite you to follow along as I read verses 10 through 31 of Proverbs 31. This is the Word of God. An excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. 
She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when she sits among the elders of the land. Or when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing. And she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom. The teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands. Let her works praise her in the gates. So far, the reading of God's own holy word. May he add his blessing to the reading and proclamation of it this evening. Beloved, when we think of beauty, we often think of external beauty. The culture today looks to the fairer sex, to the female, and says there is beauty that must be adorned or that must be expressed outwardly. But here as we come to the end of the book of Proverbs, which is a book speaking about the true wisdom that comes from living life in obedience to God, we see that beauty is more than skin deep. It's something much deeper. This excellent or worthy woman, this wife, is one who is beautiful, not just externally, I might even say not even first and foremost externally, but one who is beautiful because she adorns herself with the commands of God. God looks deeper for beauty and works deeper for beauty. In Hebrews, we read that it is the Lord who works uh, in us to equip us for doing good works. He wants us to be made beautiful. Listen to those words in Hebrews 13.21 where it says that blessing is this, that the writer of Hebrews says, Now may God, the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do His will. Beautify you with the good things working in us that which is pleasing in His sight. The Lord looks for beauty, not just outwardly, but inwardly. Reminded me as I was thinking about this idea of beauty, true beauty, where Samuel is preparing to anoint one of Jesse's sons to be king back in 1 Samuel. And he has the son of Jesse, Eliab, standing before him. And he thinks to himself, surely this is the one. Surely he is the one. He looks as though he were kingly. He looks as though he would fit 
well in the office. And the Lord says to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on his height. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. In Jeremiah 17.10, the Lord says, I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind. The Lord looks for a beautiful heart and works for a beautiful heart in his people. The expectations today, girls, for beauty that are placed upon you are largely external. And they are seemingly endless. A certain size, a certain look, a certain style. And the expectations, the pressures to conform are immense and at times crushing. But I am here tonight to declare from God's Word that the call is for the beauty to be that which is beginning first and foremost in you, that shines forth from you. And that beauty is the one who takes the Word of God in hand and lives in light of it, exercising it and showing that she indeed is wise. Seldom do we hear people praising the inner beauty which God describes here. But the beauty of the woman described here is the beauty of the woman whose heart is right with the Lord. Verse 30 says, the woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. That is the one upon whom God looks with favor and the one whom God praises. Charm is deceitful. Beauty is vain. Pursue that which is true beauty fearing the Lord, submitting to Him. When I read this verse, I was thinking of Jezebel. You remember the the wife of King Ahab, the one who was uh, so concerned about uh, determining how the kingdom was going to run in her favor, in the favor of her husband. Think of that verse in 2 Kings 9, verse 30, where she painted her eyes and adorned herself in preparation for Jehu, who was coming to cleanse Israel of all its sin. She paints herself, adorns herself, thinking that she can woo Jehu from the task before him, and she was the cancer of Israel, not the beauty of Israel. She did not fear the Lord, nor seek to fear Him, to serve Him, but she sought to mislead. She was a deceiver. Her beauty was skin deep. In contrast, the the praise heaped upon Lady Wisdom here is that she has internalized the teachings of the Lord. She is living for Him and her home is richly blessed as a result of her work and of her companionship. The result of her skill and her wisdom is the bringing together of family relationships, of of drawing together the family and following after the Lord. Verse 28, her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. She seeks not the attention of other men or of society, but desires to serve faithfully that home where God has placed her, in that community where God has placed her. Beauty then could be defined this way, a heart shaped by the Word of God and by His Spirit which leads to faithful service where God places us. 
That is true beauty. Well, then let's look at the description of the excellent wife as she is described there in verse 10. The closing verses of Proverbs are that capstone, as it were, upon the book of Proverbs, describing the beauty of the one who has heard God's commands and delights to do them. Whose heart and life are shaped by it. It would help us to understand this, something that is not seen in our English Bibles. Verses 10 through 31 are following the Hebrew alphabet from Aleph through Tav, all of the letters of the alphabet. Each successive verse has a different letter of the alphabet laid out there for us. So it's not considered an exhaustive list so much as it is being used to help us not forget what is being said here. It's like the ABCs of wisdom, if you will. That is what organizes these closing verses. The passage starts out, an excellent wife who can find. Well, that is not to say that there isn't an excellent wife, but that she is indeed rare. A wife shaped by God's wisdom is greater than rare jewels and worthy of pursuit. The godly woman beautifies herself in this. She is one who meditates upon the Word of God and lives in light of it. The excellent or beautiful or wise wife is more precious than jewels. When God's Word is put into practice, wisdom comes and beauty is the result. It's interesting that the same word excellent here, the excellent wife, is used also in the book of Ruth to describe Ruth. She is the excellent woman, the worthy woman. She is known as worthy. In the Hebrew Bible, the order of the books is different, and Proverbs is followed immediately by Ruth. Almost as if the organizers of the Hebrew Bible were saying, this is the one who illustrates the words that close the book of Proverbs, the beautiful woman. And we know much about Ruth and her dedication and devotion to serving the Lord. She was known as an excellent woman, Ruth 3, verse 11. Look at some of the descriptors of the one who has learned from the Lord what wisdom looks like. The wife who has learned from the Lord has a husband who trusts her, verses 11 and 12. She brings about trust from her spouse. The heart of her husband trusts in her. He will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. All that she does leads her husband to trust her implicitly. Confident that she will do all that is for good. The word there, tov in the Hebrew, That which is seen there in the beginning in Genesis, that which the Lord has made is very tov, very good. That one who understands the very foundation of the Word of God and seeks to live in light of it, who is bringing good to the home as God defines good. How helpful, how needful that is today to bring good to speak good. Secondly, productive, industrious. The woman who has learned from the Lord is a woman who is not idle, 
one who's not a busybody, but one who works with willing hands, the verses 13 through 15 and 21 through 22 and 24 and 27. She is one who is, is industrious, productive. She works with willing hands. She rises while it is yet night, provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She puts her hands to work. She is one who is not afraid for what might come. For she provides, not eating the bread of idleness. The Bible warns against that often. In the New Testament, we read often of the warning against idleness, of being uh, not productive. The warning there is that it leads to time ill-spent. And the epistles warn against what that ill-spent time looks like. It leads to gossip and to meddling and to, to all unfaithfulness. One who learns from the Lord avoids these things and does that which is productive and encouraging. Thirdly, it's, we see decision, decisiveness rather, and investment the woman who has learned to submit to the Lord is a, is a woman who is decisive and invests what she has learned in her home. Verse 16 indica- declares that she considers a field and buys it. She is decisive with what is before her. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She is investing what she has learned. You can think of what Jesus said in the parable of the talents in Matthew What the Lord has given, we are to use, we are to invest. We will give an account for what we do with what the Lord has given to us. Are we wasting it? Are we frittering away time? Or are we investing, using what God has given? The Lord grants satisfaction to the one who uses her talents in service to God for the good of the family. Fourth, Strength is a picture seen here. The woman who has learned from the Lord knows strength and peace, for she is well established, prepared for whatever comes, verses 17 and 25. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. Strength and dignity are her clothing. She laughs at the time to come, for she is one well prepared, strengthened in the word of the Lord. This is not a picture of one who's sheltered and self-absorbed as we see today, only worried about what the next fashion might be or what what the next look is, is coming on the horizon, that they might be the first to be wearing this or to be looking this way, but one who has exerted effort on behalf of her family. Think of what Ruth did as they returned to the land of Bethlehem. Ruth is one who is ready to go in service, to be strong. She says to Naomi, let me go to the field and glean. She has come to a place that is foreign to her. She sees need and she has learned that she is to be giving herself in service. She invests herself. And she is known then as an excellent woman. Fifth, there's a picture of generosity here woman who has learned from God is a woman who can be generous for she knows that the Lord supplies for her needs. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. Verse 20 tells us, 
He has provided all that she needs and therefore she delights to be generous. It is the Lord who provides for us. Paul says to the Corinthians with these same words, God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all that you need at all times, you may abound in giving, in generosity. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. She is generous. Sixth, we see a teacher. The woman who has learned wisdom teaches with confidence in the home with other women, as Titus 2 tells us. Verse 26, she opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. What a beautiful adornment to have a tongue that is encouraging, not that which is cutting down, slandering, gossiping, but one that teaches with kindness. She is kind in her speech, understanding the kindness of her heavenly Father. Well, this list before us is in part what God seeks in those who are a beautiful people. It is the beauty of virtuous obedience. The woman who fears the Lord displays a beauty in her living. In her home, in that home where wisdom reigns, there is much rejoicing. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Tonight we reflect upon the Jim's program and we are thankful for it and the instruction that the girls are receiving we want them to mirror these words that one day in God's blessing their children would rise up, call them blessed, their husband would praise them. God does not intend, however, for a woman to be in the world alone. Indeed, God does not intend for man to be in the world alone. He has created us male and female together working in the Word to carry it out. And I want us to see in this, these closing verses of Proverbs a picture of the church. Speaking of her, that is the bride of Christ as the Scriptures speak of the church. The activity here is to be an activity that is shared together we as the people of God displaying what that beauty of wisdom looks like. At times we zero in on particular aspects of the life of obedience. We see in the bulletin that the girls looked at 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 8-11 through 11 this year. We just read those verses. The verses there above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To Him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. The concepts that we have seen here in Proverbs 31 are, are sketched here as well in 1 Peter chapter 4, 
service and industry, generosity, hospitality, right speech. God gifts His church with varied grace. We read there in verse 10. And teaches all ages that together we might grow up together into the body of Christ, displaying the beauty which God is working in us. I wasn't able to hear what was said before. I don't know if there was before the service. I'm not sure what sort of explanation was given for 1 Peter chapter 4 tonight. But I trust that that's been instructive to the girls and helpful to the counselors even as you seek to serve the Lord. Wisdom and the accompanying beauty that God gives comes from putting God's teaching into practice. When the Word is opened, we're to be listening and thinking upon what God is saying to us. The words of Ephesians 5 come to mind as we think about how Christ washes His bride, the church, with His Word, teaching us all of these things to be living in a way that is encouraging, a way that is generous. All of these things here, the industry, the productivity, preparedness that we're seeing in Proverbs 31. God has washed us through the blood of His Son that all stain and blemish which which might keep us from heaven is washed away. He has won the Spirit for His bride that she might flourish in obedience to God. Continuing to be washed, being made more diligent, more trustworthy, more discerning investing more in one another and in service beyond our number, exercising generosity to those who have need. To obey God is to grow wiser, to live more deeply. The Lord gives wonderful diversity in His church, younger and older, male and female. Wonderfully diverse, yet with that one purpose to point to the one to whom we must be wed even the Lord Jesus Christ. Made beautiful in Him and being sanctified through the work of the Holy Spirit to look more and more like Christ. He has shown us what that beauty looks like even as He lived here on earth. Through His death and resurrection, He has won for us the promised Holy Spirit that we might be adorned with beauty and walk with Him in the power of the Holy Spirit. I like what David Paulison said about growth in Christ. He said this, to be a companion with Christ means you will grow more sanctified. Now sanctification is a word we think, well, that's some hyper-spiritual word, some, some word of doctrine. But he says this, it means that your faith is being clarified and deepened, focused in the Lord Jesus Christ, seeing in Him the one whom you most love, the one whom you desire to serve. Becoming more holy does not mean, he writes, that you become detached from the storms of life or that you speak in hushed tones. It means you are becoming a wiser human being. You are learning what life is about and how to deal better with day-to-day responsibilities. You're becoming a better friend and family member. When you talk, your words communicate more good sense, more weight, more joy, more reality. That's what we're seeing here in this picture of Lady Wisdom, in this picture of the beautiful companion of Christ in the church. 
those who speak with more good sense, more weight, more joy, more reality, that speaking that which is good in keeping with the word of God. That's the beauty that grows in the one who is the companion of Christ. Not external first and foremost, but that which is inward. The beauty that God delights in that he wants to see in the girls of this congregation, that he wants to see in all the members of this congregation. Those who are delighting in service, giving generously, working industriously, prepared for that which would come, for they are grounded upon the one who is their life, even the Lord Jesus Christ. Redeemed from sin, that we might be made beautiful through the work of the Holy Spirit, who is sanctifying us. That is the beauty that God sets before us, not just for girls, but for all who are the companions of Christ. Amen. Let's pray.